No, those are for special occasions, like your wedding. <laughs> yeah, I used up all of my gold-infused uh, under-eye masks, which I'm <laughs> I'm deeply regretting. Um, speaking if of you deeply regretting. you were going to be uh, in quarantine forever. Yeah. Uh, well, this is Afternoonified. Hi, Hi guys. Um, hopefully this comes out in enough time that, like, everything has gotten significantly better. <laughs> I really hope we, uh, this is, what, like, three, four weeks from now? God, Something it, like it'd that. really be great if, like, the world is just a little bit better than it was when we were recording this. Yeah, because as of right now, I have been quarantined for almost two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. Um, I thought working from home would be super cool, but... No, it's a little, uh, like, once a week would be ideal. Once a week to kind of, like, just work on some projects and get some stuff done without interruptions. Yeah, I feel like working from home would be better, and maybe not, because I have no self-control, but if I was self-employed, like, if my job was, I don't know, editing or writing or something, but... Right, like, you were working on stuff that you actually cared about. Yeah, Granted, I do enjoy my job, like, we do some good stuff, but at the same time, like, data entry is endlessly boring, and it's only alleviated a little bit by doing it in a Disney character onesie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, well, okay, so when this episode is released, um, today, for you guys, not today for us, but today for everyone who's hearing this, uh, it is the 108th anniversary of the sinking of the RMS Titanic. Oh, wow. Uh, so you planned this appropriately. I did. Except for the part where I was supposed to record it two weeks ago and then forgot. It's I'm going to have to make sure I get the upload schedule right so I don't fuck it up. Yeah, I don't worry. I'll remind you because I'm a control freak. Uh, so have you guys ever heard of the Titanic? No. <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> for those, for the three people in the world who have not, uh, the Titanic was a luxury ocean liner um, at, the, at its time the largest in the world. And on its maiden voyage across the North Atlantic, the ship struck an iceberg and sank to the bottom of the ocean, claiming the lives of over 1,500 men, women, and children. It was a real bummer. Uh, if you want to know more, please check out the 1997 documentary Titanic. Yes, definitely do that. But there's also a uh, show on... Nat Geo called like not drained, but they is it one of those where they go down to the bottom of the ocean and they see the thing? Sort of, except they did like a model and then they drained drained quotation mark all the water in the ocean so you could just see the Titanic, like the model without the water around it. And they used the same like three special effect shots because I don't think they had the budget to do more. <laughs> Watched that recently. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Is that on Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah. I feel like what I learned was that it might have snapped in half later than they thought it did. I think I've heard that too. Like it may have snapped like on the like after it had, it had sunk beneath the water. Yeah, because yeah. the front part like just kind of floated down. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I used to know. I mean, if it was. Nine-year-old Sarah hosting this podcast, I would be way more informed about the Titanic because I knew everything about the Titanic when I was nine years old. <laughs> As you I do. Want to say that at the Ripley's in Lucy, this is not the time. Also, you just crumpled the budget that I have to enter tomorrow. 
I've discovered uh, through this work from home journey that I'm on, um, June is a lot more well behaved if I give her a chair to sit next to me. That's what we do for Lucy. Like when we were playing uh, board games on Sunday, we had to pull a chair out so she had a place to sit <laughs> instead of crawling up on the table. She just wants to be included. Anyways, um, at the Ripley's, believe it or not, on the coast uh, in, I think it's Florence. Not important. Um, I seem to remember them having like a Titanic exhibit, but I don't think I ever went in it. Anyway, that was a very not interesting story. <laughs> About that. Can we talk about that some more? Of course. <laughs> so you didn't go in. I did not go in. That I and remember. I might have. You didn't see anything. <laughs> I remember the rest of the Ripley's. Uh, it was fine. I remember they had a like a touring like exhibit that came to the Science Museum that my parents took me to. You got to like see actual artifacts from the Titanic. It was probably 10 or 11. That was pretty cool. I got, like, a stuffed polar bear. It was great. Oh, that's, yeah, that's exactly the kind of uh, plush toy. Yep. <laughs> Gotta get a stuffed animal every time. Anyway, we could talk about childhood for years if we wanted to, but... Um, you know, childhood memories of watching Titanic when you probably shouldn't have watched Titanic. Absolutely. I still remember my mom telling me, like, this is not a movie that's appropriate for you, but it's, like, a really big deal, so we're going to take it to you anyway. <laughs> And that's when I saw boobs. Yeah, I remember watching it at a friend's house, but I went to Catholic school, so all of my friends were, like, super Catholic, and, like, they were a less devout section of that, but I was still, like, now looking back, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh, that's what mom meant when she said she shouldn't be taking... <laughs> wow, Ka Kathy let us watch that, holy crap. I was like, I didn't know you could show those in movies. <laughs> Anyway, that's when I realized I was in love with Rose. So, um, <laughs> so okay, Titanic. Uh, it was, of course, a terrible tragedy. Uh, and like all terrible tragedies, it has its share of conspiracy theories, which is what we're going to talk about today. When you told me that this was a thing, I was like, how? It's a fucking boat sinking. Like, it's not JFK. <laughs> it's JFK. There wasn't a second shooter on the iceberg. <laughs> so it turns out people have a hard time accepting that horrible disasters can result from something as stupid and random as colliding with a big floating ice cube. Uh, so it's obviously, therefore, some kind of plot. Anyway, uh, sources, mostly history.com, a uh, little extra information from Washington Post and good old Snopes. Uh, theory number one, J.P. Morgan did the Titanic. What? Who? J.P. Morgan. He's a bank What's now. That? He was a okay. person at some point. Okay. I was like, I know that name. <laughs> But it doesn't at all relate to the subject at hand. So uh, this is our first theory, and it's the dumbest one. Um, it's that millionaire banker J.P. Morgan planned the whole disaster to kill off his rivals, Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss, and Benjamin Guggenheim, all of whom died in the disaster. Jacob Astor sounds familiar. He was, he had like a very young wife who was aboard and pregnant whose name I don't remember anymore, but he like put her on the lifeboat and then he went down with the ship. All the rich old white guys went down with the ship except a couple of them. Was he in the movie? Yeah, he's mentioned in the movie. He's not like a okay, like, that, character in the movie. That's probably why they mentioned him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so apparently this was because they opposed the creation of the Federal Reserve, I guess. Who oh, knows? God. Uh, Morgan apparently had originally planned to sail on the, on the Titanic, but changed his mind shortly before it sailed. Which is suspicious. <laughs> I'm not trying to be sarcastic, and yet I'm 
failing. You have to say it like you're Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> Suspicious. Suspicious. Can you tell we've been locked in our own houses with no one to talk to? For God damn it. <laughs> I went out the other day to go get a bubble tea and there was a person who was a safe distance away with a dog who was trying to like get me to pet it and it <sighs> Oh no, I'm so sorry. It was the highlight of my day. <sighs> Um, okay, so a few problems with this J.P. Morgan theory. Uh, one, there's no evidence. Uh, two, <laughs> there's no evidence any men who perished actually opposed the Federal Reserve. Uh, Strauss actually supported it, and Astor and Guggenheim hadn't taken any public positions on the matter. So even if they were, like, against it, they weren't actively fighting it. Uh, two, yeah. Morgan yeah. had totally legit reasons for not sailing on the Titanic. Uh, because he was, was afraid of boats? I mean, that too, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think you could be afraid of boats in the 1900s. Like, that was your only way of getting anywhere. Well, anywhere that mattered. Um. Yeah. Uh, but he, because he was a rich, rich, uh, he was trying to ship some of his art collection from Europe to New York uh, and ran into some customs issues. It doesn't matter. It was a <laughs> customs thing. <laughs> Just some boring bullshit. Literally, like, some guy was supposed to approve it, but he had already sailed for new york so he wasn't around it was the article i read went into detail and it's like i don't care about any of this it was a customs thing the he end. didn't fill out form 23b which he needed to get form 26a correct which uh delayed the approval of his uh 1935 f <clears throat> that all sounds right yeah uh the other um uh, the other reason all this is wrong is uh guggenheim didn't book his spot on the titanic until after morgan had canceled so he either didn't plot anything or was psychic and knew also, Guggenheim this, would go anyway. This is snakes on a plane level, like <laughs> killing overly thousands of people to get three dudes knocked yeah. up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also doesn't offer any satisfying explanations for how Morgan could have caused the ship to hit an iceberg. <laughs> Um, there was some plot supposedly involving uh, ensuring the ship had the wrong signal flares, which fine. Uh, but then you also have to believe that because the, the guy who proposed this theory also proposed that Titanic's decks could be electromagnetically sealed to trap passengers. What? It's it's all some nonsense. Uh, <laughs> this has gotten pulled into all like the QAnon shit in recent years. Oh I don't my know why. God. I didn't want to find out. Anyway, if that isn't your sign that this is bullshit yeah that's pretty much the uh litmus the test and <laughs> all right so the big bank man didn't do the titanic probably not uh we have a do we have a second theory it is unnecessarily elaborate insurance fraud again snakes on a plane <laughs> level like you can't kill that many people so oh god so this is one of the more popular in admittedly more reasonable conspiracy theories um and it's that the titanic never actually sank no no <laughs> bear with me here no <laughs> okay so the titanic was actually the second in a trio of luxur luxurious ocean liners that were built for the white star line the others were the olympic which was completed in 1911 and the britannic which would come along later in 1915 uh, so by the time the Titanic was set to, stay, set to sail in 1912, the Olympic had already been damaged and needed to return to the shipyard in Belfast for repairs. Uh, it did one more trip to New York and back, and then it had to go back to Belfast again for more repairs in March of 1912, which is a month before the Titanic was set to sail. So really what we're learning here is that whoever made these boats did it shittily. Maybe they were bad boats. 
Just like I know strong Irish craftsmanship and all of that, <laughs> but like do better. Strong Irish craftsmanship design. Uh, well, who knows? Anyway, so the theory goes that someone at White Star who was in charge of making decisions, someone important, uh, decided that the Olympic was too severely damaged to be profitable in an attempt to ditch the ship and collect on the insurance, switched it out with the Titanic. Therefore, it was the Olympic that sank and not the Titanic, but a whole ship still sank and a bunch of people died. Mm. So I don't, I don't get this one. If someone wants to get on the Twitter and tell me why this would be a feasible. It's not. It That's like, why it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, we'll just sink it and kill a, I mean... Uh, yeah. business people maybe they don't have a conscience i get that but like i feel like that's bad pr wise for like your ship to sink uh yeah i feel like if you're going to commit insurance fraud with a big boat maybe drop the people off and then on your way like back um hit yeah the iceberg. or maybe just like oh there was an accident in the shipyard and i don't know there are better ways to purposefully sink a ship i think yeah um anyway as it turns out, Titanic's insurance wasn't even enough to cover the Olympics loss. So even if it was true, it would still be a really dumb and useless plan. <laughs> Finally, theory number three. A mummy did it. No. Okay, I lied. This might actually be the dumbest one. <laughs> so one of Titanic's doomed, pa doomed passengers was a man named William Stead. And he was a British editor who was really into spiritualism just like everybody else was at the time. I was going to say everybody in that time yeah. period was into spiritualism. Uh, he was actually traveling to the Ameri to America at the request of our favorite president, Billy Howie Tafters, oh. who wanted him to speak at a peace conference. Sweet Billy Howie Tafters. Uh, I love him. Anyway, He's this awful. is nothing, literally nothing to do with the mummy. I just wanted to throw that fun fact in. <laughs> so uh, Stead had this whole story he liked to tell about a cursed mummy that was wreaking havoc across London, the vengeful Princess of Amun-Ra. Uh, wait, that's... Sorry, Amun-Ra sounds very familiar. How do you spell that? A-M-E-N-R-A. Is it the mummy from The Mummy? No, that's Emotep. Okay. <laughs> I had that answer really fast. and I'm... <laughs> I think I may have just watched a documentary about this bitch. That sounds like something I do. I was also really into mummies when I was younger, so. Yeah. It is a real mummy, sort of, which I'll get to. Okay. Keep going. Anyway. So while Stad was aboard the Titanic, he shared this tale with some of his fellow passengers at a dinner party um, on Friday the 12th of April. And because he was super dramatic, he drew out the tale just long enough that he concluded it just after midnight on the 13th. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so while Stead wouldn't live to tell his spooky ghost story ever again, a survivor repeated it in an interview with the New York World. Other media outlets picked it up, and over time, the story Stead had invented got jumbled up and repurposed into a, an entirely different legend uh, that the British Museum, eager to get rid of its, you know, cursed mummy, sold it to an unwitting American who shipped it back home on the Titanic. So there was a mummy on board? Bum. No, there was no mummy. Uh, <laughs> there's no evidence this ever happened. The mummy cited in Stead's stories never actually left the British Museum and also isn't actually a mummy at all. It's just a coffin lid. <sighs> so this one is literally just some bitch made it up. I mean, to be fair, some bitch made <laughs> all of these up. This is also true. <laughs> this one is just more made up. Yeah. So that's some 
theories about what didn't happen on the Titanic. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> it just hit a fucking iceberg. That's They steered it wrong. <laughs> they weren't paying attention. They were going too fast. And watching yeah. Jack and Rose make out on the deck. Okay, well, I don't think Bernard Hill was was watching that. Um, no, you don't remember the movie? Like, literally, like, that's what's happening. Like, right before they uh, hit the iceberg is Jack and Rose just had sex in the car. Then they run back up onto the deck. And they're laughing and dancing and making out. And, like, the guys in the lookout tower are watching them and not the water. Okay. Wow. Wow. I have seen Titanic. At least 50 times. I haven't watched it uh, since Travis and I moved in together because um, it, it's kind of a time commitment. It's, yeah. And also, uh, I don't think he enjoys it, which is fine. There are many things that he likes that I don't enjoy at all. It's not for everyone. Some people don't like two and a half hour romantic epics about a boat. It's fine. It's it's the only... Um, Oh, what's his ass, director? James Cameron. It's the only movie he's done that I actually enjoy. I will say it's better than Avatar. I actually watched Avatar for the first time like six months ago, and um, I deeply hated it. But I really like the rides that Disney World has done with the because <laughs> they look cool. But I feel uh, like Avatar, just in general, is a better concept for a theme park than it is for a movie. Yeah. The sequel was bad, and he should feel bad, and they shouldn't be making more of them. Yeah, no. Also, I, I think James Cameron has also done a couple other movies. He wrote Aliens, so um, <laughs> don't at me. I'm sorry. At me. Titanic is James Cameron's best movie. Oh, no, it, it is his best movie. <laughs> but he also did, like, True Lies and Aliens and, uh, you know, that stuff. I also watched a nature documentary that he was in because he provided, like, the equipment for them to go to the bottom of the ocean and look at fun shit. Yeah, that is a cool thing about James Cameron is that he will fund a lot of this, like, scientific research stuff. Yeah. Because he's just <laughs> interested in it. At least that's the impression I get. His wife or his ex-wife is a better director. Um, all right. So uh, thank you for <laughs> listening to this mini. Yeah. We don't have to do the spiel, do we? No, we don't. We never do. I Great. I've forgotten how to be a person. Great. I'm glad we have to go record a whole other episode after this. It'll be fun. Oh, I'll be fine. (laughs) Bye, guys. We love you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This is As Above, So Below.